Hello and welcome to Nested Folders, a podcast about productivity and trying to get great things done in great ways, or at least trying to. Yeah. Uh, I'm Scotty Jackson. With me, as always, is the wonderful Rosemary Orchard. Hi, Rose. How are you? Hi, Scotty. I'm wonderful, as always, apparently. Well, I mean, there there you go. Uh, It's been a great show, Rose. Thank you. Um, (laughs) For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, tuning in, huh? Welcome. Hi. It's lovely to have you. Uh, you can find out about our whole podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com if you would like. You don't have to, but if you would like, you can also uh, support us by subscribing uh, to our unnested feed at nestedfolderspodcast.com slash unnested, where we uh, have a bonus episode every month for our uh, wonderful supporters uh, in response to questions or challenges and so on. Uh, but today, uh, Rose, I wanted to talk about uh, the importance of naming, like what we what we call things and how language matters and how even like little nuance changes to names and naming of things can maybe make a huge difference in terms of the utility of a system. Because I've bumped into this a few times and I wanted to know what you thought about that. I mean, naming is incredibly important. As I discovered recently, I recently got uh, braces, the Invisalign kind. First couple of days, saying anything with an S in it was incredibly hard. Guess which voice assistant I have, Scotty? It's one that begins with the same letter as oh, your name. Theory. So that that was fun. So I renamed some things, and fortunately I'm working with it. But there are a whole bunch of reasons why names are important. It's not just our ability to say or pronounce these things. Though, of course, that comes in pretty helpful. It's, you know, what, what implications this has for us mentally. Absolutely. And and I mean, I think it's it's often subtle, and it's not often until I like really sit back and reflect on um, my reaction to things that I really, it becomes apparent to me that the name of something uh, really matters. I'm reminded of that lesson over and over again. One of the, one of the biggest examples I think that, that I've gone through was that in, in my um, task manager, I had a a tag uh, for all of the things that I wish to do today called today, Um, which, you know, makes sense on the surface, but then, you know, what if things change uh, throughout the day and I have all these things that are incomplete at the end of the day that are still called today and then I feel really bad and sad um, because they weren't done today. So I thought, "Mm, maybe I can alleviate that pressure on myself and instead of today, we'll call it next. So these are the things that are up next. Um, Except the problem uh, that I found with that was that like, well, which next is next next? Um, Uh Uh-huh. You know, like I have five things called next. What do I do next? Um, and yeah. I mean, maybe this sounds silly. I, I don't know. But like to me, that like created a lot of, you know, internal stress and disorganization. So I instead, you know, ended up changing it to the little ASCII character of a star, uh, which means nothing other than like, here are things that I would like to pay attention to. So I found that in the end, yeah. avoiding a word entirely um, yep. created the right amount of ambiguity, but also the right amount of clarity uh, in order to make that list, you know, make sense to me, but also not feel you know, bad about uh, the way in which maybe I changed or edited it as I worked through a day of tasks. Yeah. And it's the same reason why a lot of uh, task managers have, um, you know, the ability to flag a task or star a task or pin a task or something like that. It's because it's an unnamed way of saying this is important to me. Um, and, um, you know, and obviously you could use the flag as well, but the flag has different meaning. Um, at at least certainly for me, flag means, you know, this is very important, Mm -hmm. um, rather than this is something I'm going to work on next. Like I, I will look at my flagged items before I 
choose to star items because I also have a star. I use an emoji star um, oh, that's nice. because it's colorful and pretty and why not? Um, but it's it's the same principle. Um, and uh, speaking of emoji, I like to use emoji when I'm naming things. Um, they are leaking everywhere right now. They're in my tags. They're in certain projects. And basically, it's a way to help me quickly skim down and I don't have to read. Um, and I know, oh, yeah, this icon means this. And it just it doesn't save me a lot of time. But somehow the mental overhead um, is just a little bit less, um, which is, I think, a good thing. Because all of this, you know, naming, the way that you name things can make you feel good or it can make you feel bad or sad, as you said. Um, you know, by saying, I wanted to do these things today and, well, it's the end of today and I didn't do the things. Well, just the same way as having, you know, a, a project take over the world. Well, that's pretty complete, isn't it? But maybe breaking it down to buying a private island you know first of all okay what's my minimum viable product to get the start of this done so i have a lot of projects called start this mm. because it just means that i need to start it right now and then i will go back afterwards and when that's done i do a polish project where i've, I've got a start it's my minimum viable product and i polish it so what do i need to make this better or fancier or more complete what features do i need to, to add or whatever it is and that that really helps me too that's a that's a really good idea um having multiple projects where you, you're like breaking it into phases of like yeah mm -hmm. here, here's the beginning one here's the polish one i'm uh, st uh consider that uh notion stolen um i, I think i think another way that i um break down projects in those sorts of ways too is, and this maybe harkens back a little bit to our last episode where we talked about um, failure is thinking about is uh, whether or not I named the project about the artifact or the thing that I'm working on or the outcome that I'm meaning to drive. So in some cases I might prefer to name the project about, um, you know, finish drafting presentation for um, project governance or in other cases, I might rename that project to um, secure funding for Project X um, because, you know, one is the thing that I have to build. The other is why I'm building it. And whether or not I name something about, you know, the, the tactical uh, thing that I need to be working on or the um, outcome that I'm really driving towards kind of has a lot more to do with me than the actual body of work and how I'm thinking about the thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I might even like rename the project partway through and like flip it between and, and I, I rename projects on a regular basis because I found that, you know, sometimes um, tailoring the wording to a properly galvanize the, myself into action is, is, is exactly what I need to do. And I love what you said about uh, emojis as well. Um, shout out to our pal Caitlin uh, on the uh, Omni group um, Slack uh, workspace. Uh, I've started um, prefacing a lot of projects with the like green dot or yellow dot or orange dot or red dot emojis so that at a glance I can sort of see what kind of state a project is in. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's something I'm actively working on or whether it's something I'm actively not working on. And then I can, you know, like search for those emoji terms as well to look at projects yeah. in those different kind of ways. Yeah, and this is an alternative to adding a, a tag for that status to the project, I presume, because the problem for, for you and me when we use OmniFocus is, of course, you add a tag to the project and any new items you create inside that project 
get their tag as well. That's that's not what we're after here. But it is really useful. Um, I, I've been looking at this as well and I keep thinking about it and going, hmm, I like this, but do I, do I, you know, where do I put it? Do I put it in front of my identifying emoji? Do I put it after the identifying emoji? Do I put mm. it at the end of the name, but then I can't easily scan for them? I'm, I'm figuring that out, but it's on my list of things as well because I have so many projects right now. And I think, you know, part of this is because some of them are very much badly named um but also one thing i realized recently is i had some things in the wrong system um and you might be thinking but rose you love omnifocus why why is this the wrong system well here's here's the thing about naming okay omnifocus is about doing my projects the Jew app when it pops up and goes take your vitamins that's due now and i see the name of the app as well as the icon of the app along with what it is i need to do and that gives me a sense of urgency. Right, I need to go take my vitamins now. And so I go do it and I take my vitamins now and I mark it as done and I'm good. But if if it pops up in OmniFocus, for me, OmniFocus is usually reminding me of, hey, this thing has become available now. You should, you know, consider starting work on it. Uh, or this is overdue, um, but my vitamins, it doesn't really matter when I take them in a day, as long as I take them in a day. But if it's you telling me, just go do it now, then I do just go do it now. Um, and it helps me clear out, you know, the must act on this immediately from from other things, which is quite useful. Um, similarly, I have reminders in reminders. Um, so when I get home, it says, oh, you should empty the dishwasher because the dishwasher finished while you were out. Great. Thank you. That is a reminder of something I need to do. And so the name of the app that you're using actually could come into play here. That's a really interesting. I hadn't considered that at all. Um, I, 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 I like that idea because, yeah, you're right. When you get notified by an app of, of something, the name of the app becomes part of the name of uh, becomes part of the content uh, that mm-hmm. you're being reminded about. So that having some sort of intrinsic um, meaning or interpretation is uh, that that's uh, honoring that's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we've, we've it was something I about- realized. I was I was remembering to take my evening medications every evening because they were in due, but I was forgetting my morning medications because they were in OmniFocus. Um, and I, I, to be fair, I, I didn't have um, a due date on them. I only had a deferred date. So it was just, hey, these things are available. You can go take your medication again or vitamins again now. Great. But then, you know, it, it's not there in the forecast. It's not shouting at me saying, take this, because, you know, it's it's good for me to take these. So I switched it, and boom, I'm doing it. So it helps. That's great. I, and, and then also, I mean, the, like the, sub, the side effect of that, too, is that you're being very clear about the role and responsibility of each of these apps within the ecosystem of your system, uh, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we've, we've used the words projects a lot, which which is um, another thing that I wanted to poke on just a, just a little bit, because I have found that in some circumstances, um, referring to things as projects a lot, a lot makes sense to me because I am a person who is uh, follows in general terms, the getting things done uh, methodology where um, projects are, is anything that you want to get done that isn't done yet uh, that has more than one action. Cool. Yep. Um, but communicating that to other people who don't understand GTD shorthand um, can get really confusing because a lot of times, especially in a uh, corporate uh, context or in a multi-team environment, the word project 
um, bears with it a lot of assumptions about what a project is, that there is a project with a project plan and a Gantt chart on the wall and a project manager and a budget and resources and all these other things. And um, a lot of times a project in the GTD sense of like, um, you know, upkeep backyard uh, is, you know, doesn't have all of, all of that sort of stuff. So, um you know, I, I, I think about the word commitments a lot in st- and, and use that when I'm uh, communicating things in my system to other people in lieu of using the word projects, uh, just yeah. because I feel like that uh, is much more apt to create a clearer uh, representation of my intent when I talk about the things on that list. Um, and and the, the other dimension, too, is and you and I were talking about this earlier, is that if you work in an agile team, um, maybe using the word story makes sense or the word sprint makes sense. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's a project, sometimes it's a commitment, sometimes it's a story, sometimes it's a sprint, sometimes it may be some other thing. Um, all of those kind of represent the same sort of thing as a, you know, as a container for tasks yep. or work to be done. Um, but they all have different nuances and meanings. And I think being reflective and using them appropriately uh, in order to govern, you know, and drive my own next actions um, is valuable. Yes, definitely. Um, and I have found that as well. Similarly, I have found uh, recently um, that because of that project task discrepancy, uh, I look at things and I do have a variety of um miscellaneous list for want of a better word um Mm. where you know things go and then they they live and then they get completed but sometimes my 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 tasks don't really fit into any of those lists and i've realized actually what i can do and i created a little automation for this because i'm me um is i turn them (laughs) into a project and i create a single action inside of the project with the same name as the 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 project and the project auto completes um and it basically uh, gives me miscellaneous projects um but it allows me to just throw them into certain places where otherwise it you know it feels like they might not fit i I do generally have a, a lot of miscellaneous lists but because for me like putting you know lights up or something is a project um you know, I, I just did that. And then actually it forces me sometimes to go back because I go, oh yeah, actually this is a project and thinking of it as a project makes me go, okay, so what are the steps in the project, you know? And then I go back actually and I, I maybe replace that single action with a whole bunch of actions. So step one, get light. Step two, you know, rearrange plugs and the extension lead and so on. And I did all of that and then I actually had lights installed. And now when I'm sitting at my desk, Scotty, yeah, the, the, the area immediately behind the monitor is not completely and utterly dark. Um, mm. It's magical. Um, so a 10 out of 10 recommendation for uh, that because I, I, you know, I, I, it started with me going, okay, well, this is, this is a project. It's, a, you know, basically two actions. Number one, set it up. Number two, stick it in home kit. But, you know, I did it. And then it turned out there were more steps I did all the steps and it was done. Um, but thinking of, you know, whether or not you're you're calling something a task or a project is very important, especially for me. It, it certainly is. And, I th- and, and, and picking up on that, you know, uh, naming the task um, in terms of a verb um, is really uh, important uh, because, I mean, I'm guilty a lot of times of, you know, putting in, in that case, you know, putting, you know, lights on a list. Yeah. Which is great now. Um, but a week and a half from now, I will have no idea what I was talking about or thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um, and even if I do, even if I do know what I mean by lights, every time I see that on a list, I have to do a little bit of mental gymnastics to, to say like, okay, I'm reading lights, but what that means is go out to the garage, get the lights and put the lights up. So 
so you, I, I, I'm, I am now forcing myself to go through that exercise of, you know, interpreting my own language every time I read the list, which is just, yeah. just a little bit of friction that, you know what, I don't need, I don't think anybody needs. So t- taking the time to write because it takes 10 seconds, uh, go to garage and get lights and then put them up. Um, now, every time I see that on a list, I don't have to interpret that. I, I know what it means because it's all very neatly spelled out. And you know, to your point, is this a task or, or is this a project? So yep. making, making words that, um, that say what they mean <laughs> is, and, and making sure that I don't have to do any kind of like decoding of anything when I come back to that list, uh, later is, is huge. Um, yeah. I think a, a subtle you know, version of that, and you know, I have you to thank for the, um, uh, for this, for the specificity is this, is thinking about the difference between something I am waiting for and something I am waiting on. Right. And to me, I can't remember how you had those set up in your system. And I, and I know you've, I think you've maybe since collapsed them, but um, I have found value in the difference of like, for me, waiting for is waiting for someone to do something. Which means yep. that if that thing has not happened, I could actually take an action. I could call and na- I could nag that person. I could ask, "Hey, what's up with that?" I could follow up. I could um, tantrum. I could I could do something. Whereas yep. waiting on typically means there is less. This is more out of my control. So I am waiting on yep. um, Halloween. This place to contact me and give me an optician's appointment or whatever. You know, my optician's to to call me back or something. And- they 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 said that they're gonna call me. Yeah, <laughs> they say they're gonna call, but they, yeah, they never do. Or or are, are having something shipped, or uh, yeah. an ev- an event that is immovable, um, something to which I am you know I, I don't have as much sphere of control, and so yes. I, I like those separated be- because uh, then I know what is potentially actionable and what is definitely not. Yeah, so I did actually collapse these back to waiting for a while. And then I realized that sometimes I do need the waiting on, but I've got a bit more specific about that uh, recently in that I have created subtasks within waiting on. Um, Some of them, uh, so I've got event uh, for one of them because sometimes an event is a blocker in a project. Um, And so I can put those events in and I add the event tag to them and I put the date and time that they're supposed to happen. Um, And then boom, when, you know, when I'm skimming through, I can see, oh, yeah, you know, like all these happening, you know, today. So I can check those off now and then boom, my projects can move forward. It's brilliant. Or, you know, I'm waiting on delivery. Okay, so I have a delivery tag. Um, And and this combined with a couple of automations, of course, in my case, to, to get things easily into my task manager with the correct tag has been incredibly useful because it means that those things which are part of a project which are potentially holding things up, you know, are, are easily spotted. And then, of course, I have a, a perspective which helps me spot all of those and go, OK, th- this is what is happening here. You know, this is why these things aren't moving because you're waiting for this letter through in the post that you then have to sign and send back to say, yes, I can post over it. Mm. Oh, that's good. Okay, good. Oh, good. This is nice. I'm staying up to speed on all the ways in which we're managing waiting stuff. <laughs> um, I, I, one other one I, I, I had is is was sort of like a name pollution problem, really. Um, and that's someday maybe. And again, as a, as a GTDist, um, I, I love classifying the things that I know I'm not going to work on now. And probably not next week either. And those are like someday maybe things, which is, which is cool. 
Um, and, and then I had a, a section in my system that was called, so I have a someday maybe tag that would go on, you know, tasks or on projects as like, you know, maybe this is a thing to do, or maybe this is a project I will tackle. And then I also had this like someday maybe like folder or section, um, where I would have, you know, lists of, you know, wines to try or books to read or movies to watch or music to listen to that, that sort of thing, activities to plan, um, and I found that by naming that section someday, maybe, but also having these tags that are someday, maybe is now I've got, I've got the same words, meaning potentially too many different things because some are referring to lists and mm-hmm. some are referring to, you know, right down to specific actions. Um, so I ended up renaming that section as just checklists, um, which I mean, uh, like I'll admit listeners, a, a lot of these solutions to problems I have sound very simplistic. I, I, I get that. Sometimes and, simple is the right solution there. Maybe. I, 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 or maybe I think too hard about these sort of things, but, um, but I found that making that name change from someday maybe to checklists um, meant I knew what was in there. And I also wasn't, you know, having those words thrown at me that now can very specifically refer to Actions of note is that almost everything in the checklist section is tagged to someday maybe, um, and that's cool. So I had like someday maybe in the title and someday maybe in the in the tags. It was just all too much, and so um, breaking that up and eliminating the cross talk mm-hmm. in my brain was uh, was good for me. Yeah, yeah. I think also sometimes there are words that we overuse. Mm. I know in speech, one of the words I overuse frequently is like, um, and that's something I'm working on. But that is also something that I see frequently when I'm looking at my task manager. So for example, right now, um, I am looking at my waiting perspective. I just popped it open because we were talking about waiting before. You know what is at the start of every single one of those tasks, Scotty? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I I don't know. Shall I ask? Waiting. Colon. <laughs> um, and um, there, there's a very good reason for this. It's a shorthand. So when I put something in, uh, I have a um, uh, a script that I run frequently to, to help tidy up my actions and so on. And it grabs things and sticks them in my various miscellaneous lists and all sorts of things. Um, but um, it, it also looks for anything with the waiting colon at the beginning. And it's uh, and it throws a waiting on a uh, waiting tag on it, um, and the idea is then I should go through ideally and split that up a bit more. But worst case scenario ends up in my waiting perspective. Uh, I really realize that I I need to just go ahead and remove the word waiting uh, from there, or maybe put it at the end in in brackets or something. Because if I'm skimming down that list, wait 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 wait, wait. there's a lot of weights there, mm. an awful lot of weight. Um, and, uh, I need to, I need to fix that because you know what? My brain's going to become immune to that every time I see that. Whereas, you know, if I open some of my other perspectives, things are a little bit less, um, you know, overused, but at the same time, I'm looking at one here, record, 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 record. Okay. Hmm. Maybe this should be a tag recording with a microphone on it so that I see the microphone. I go, ah, it's a microphone task. Mm. Great. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes, yeah, we overuse words. Um, and the question is, do you really need the word? If mm. if you don't need the word, can you eliminate the word? Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you look back at it, you don't want it to be gibberish. Um, and there is definitely me- uh, merit in the advice of write this task like you're going to give it to somebody else right? Um, to do. Because... 
future you does not know what current you in this very second is thinking. Future you does not have the exact same context and information that you have right now in your head. Future you can go find it, but you want to be nice to future you. But at the same time, don't write eight paragraphs of text when eight bullet points will do. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, by all means, write, write things out very explicitly, but try to keep it short and sweet and to the point. Um, and uh, that is certainly something that I need to to work on. That's that's a that's a great point. Um, you know, on the on the other side of the scale, uh, in some cases, redundancy can be a little bit valuable too. Um, by way of example, you know, I have a tag in my systems for uh, the names of people with whom I collaborate on a regular basis, um, and so that way, by looking at the, those tags, I can I can see everything relating to that person. That's awesome. But for people with whom I infrequently deal, or uh, maybe it's a one of. Um, you know, I tag those, you know, as, as just sort of a general, um, people. Uh, but one of the things that I found is that, you know, sometimes that makes it tricky uh, for me to recover or find, uh, anything related to a person if I need to. So while seemingly duplicative, I preface everything that is in a waiting for state, uh, with the name on whom it is waiting. Um, so, you know, yes. even if, even, so even if, uh, I have a tag for Joe, and I send Joe an email and I'm waiting for them for something. I still preface the, the task of waiting for them with like Joe comma what I'm waiting for. And that way, um, you know, yes, I can organize stuff by tags, yay me. Um, but also I can do a quick search by Joe's name and come up with all the Joe things. And that way that will work for everybody, whether I have a tag for them or not. Um, and, and then just um, scanning uh, as well, because, you know, ostensibly some of these things belong to, you know, projects as well. And so uh, I found that, you know, without having to look at a tag, um, I can look at a project and see all the things that might, you know, relate to other people at a glance by scanning down the list of, of active tasks there. So uh, in, in some cases, uh, naming with duplication uh, can serve purposes as well. I think it all kind of comes down to yeah. how you use your system and, and what you need from the names later. Yeah. Sometimes I found that the correct solution to that problem, because as you say, being searchable is really important, um, is to throw the name in the note. Um, mm. Because this way, when I search, it will still get surfaced. It's just not me looking at a list of 20 items that say Joe, colon. Right. Um, and Joe's on holiday for three weeks, so can't do anything. Um, <laughs> which, you know... It, there, there, there are good and bad sides to both of that. And at the end of the day, everybody just has to experiment and make a judgment call that works for them. Because what works for me may not work for you, Scotty, and what works for you may not work for our listeners. Um, and, you know, it's all about, you know, finding a naming system that actually does what you need it to do, which at the end of the day is help you get stuff done, however you do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and and I think the, my biggest takeaway too from this, and and I, I'm constantly reminded of, is just because I have named something in a way, does not mean it has to be named that way forever, and I can change that uh, depending on what it means in a moment to me. Uh, and if I don't like the change, I can change it back or change it another way later too, and giving myself permission for that. Uh -huh. Yep, and that that is the thing uh, I have found myself recently, especially I do my reviews and I rename stuff. And I rearrange things, and that is totally okay. In fact, that is something I should do. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think more people 
would benefit from from being you know open to doing that it's very tempting when you're doing your review to just sit and click and go yep next 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 mm -hmm. i have found sitting somewhere comfortable with a nice fancy keyboard and being able to go yep i'm gonna rename this yep i'm gonna rename mm -hmm. this yep i'm gonna rename this because it takes seconds and it's nice um and it's easy to do really really helps um and so ideally whatever task management system you're using should be friendly to that this is one of the reasons why as much as i love paper i do struggle with it at times um but at the same time because of my my setup with my system uh where i i, I write out what i'm going to do today and i stick it on a piece of paper and it's in front of me all day uh i sometimes rewrite things when i go to put them there so yeah for i, I mean there's a certain um there's a certain company that makes uh, various different laptops uh, that I've heard tell of. Uh, and in the store, mm -hmm. the lids of the laptops are always set at a certain angle that forces people to, and I mean, post-COVID world, I'm not sure, but um, pre-COVID anyway, would force people to um, to adjust the lid because as soon as you touch it, you've created a little bit more of an active bond with it. You're not just walking by and having a look at it. You've actually interacted with it. And I think when you do the same thing with your system or your data or your content when you touch it you create more of a relationship uh to it and with it and and that uh, thereby just naturally i think enhances its value and meaning yeah definitely definitely well and i think that uh, uh brings us to uh this very moment in time uh, all the years of our lives and every decision we've ever made has brought us to this point um thank you rose this is uh, this was this was fun to talk to. Well, thank you, Scotty. It was a, a lovely topic as always. Yes, um, uh, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, again, uh, you can find our whole podcast at nestedfolderspodcast.com. dot com. Uh, and uh, again, if you'd like to uh, support us, uh, you can subscribe to uh, Unnested Folders, get a bonus episode every month. Or if you just love what we're doing and uh, wish to do a one-time donation, you can do that as well. Uh, Nestedfolderspodcast.com dot com slash unnested. Uh, for all the goods there. Um, but uh, not just as podcasters, uh, but as real human people on the internet, uh, we can be found. Uh, Rosemary Orchard, where might you be found? At rosemaryorchard.com. That's the easiest place to find me. Links to me, podcasts, books, and social media. How about you, Scotty? Uh, I can be found at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter, at heyscottyj. And thanks again, Rose. Uh, we'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> that's it folks we're done that's here. it that's it there's nothing more to see here this show is over <laughs>